did we just watch? What the heck did we just watch? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I said I need space. I need some space to decompress yeah. this, but we're going to go. We're going to just do it right live. Do it live. Go uh, live. Yeah, we just watched. <sighs> we just watched um, the November 2019 episode of the Hulu original <laughs> TV series Into the Dark, um, which is a movie called Pilgrim. Yes. Uh, Shorthand, we just watched a movie called Pilgrim. Yeah. Into the Dark is the, uh, the what is it? The, yeah, the thing I said, the Hulu anthology series. They do an original horror movie every month themed around a holiday that happens in that month. Yes. So the November episode this year was called Pilgrim. And we knew going into this that this was going to be a fascinating experience. Uh, for the folks at home who don't know, Amy has written extensively on depictions of pilgrims and Puritans um, and is incredibly researched on the topic and knowledgeable. Um, and not just like the historiosity of it, um, but how we, how we describe these groups, how do we depict them in popular culture. So this was a must-watch for us. Representation. This was a must-watch for us. Uh, I think it broke my brain a little bit. <laughs> My brain, my brain is broken. It's um, for someone as as morbidly fascinated by the pilgrims as I am, uh-huh. this is the perfect film. Uh it does a lot of things right. Yeah, <laughs> for, what does uh, it do pilgrims, right? Let's talk about um, those. I just should just say though, I don't think I need to see this film again. That's fair. I, I don't think... <laughs> Once I'm, was plenty. I'm morbidly fascinated. <laughs> Once was probably enough. I, don't, I feel like it, it's going to need to be written about at some point, so I will probably <laughs> have to... You'll have to. You'll have to watch it again. <laughs> and watch it again. Unlike the film The Witch, set in Puritan times. Yes. An amazing film. I really, film. really like that film, and definitely will go back to watch... Yeah. The Witch. The Witch is fantastic. Because oh, um, it is a good film. And it's a horror film about Puritans. Yeah, so, so it's I basically like, the same genre as this movie. It, it, it is <laughs> the Puritan horror film. Genre. Yes. Which now, there are now three films in this in this genre, What's one might argue. Third one. Hoxon. Hoxon. Mm, that wasn't Puritans. And that was a German film. So they don't have the okay, same attachment to fine. Puritans in Salem as as the Americans do. We can argue that there have been several made-for-TV films about the Salem witch trials. Yeah. So those could be yeah. in, like, the the Puritan horror. I, I think Hexen is close, at least. Um, yeah, I would definitely do a, a reading of it with my writing on Puritan witches. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. No no witches in this one, unlike the witch. No witches, but they use a witch's dunker. Yeah, they got the dunking stool. They, they kind of brought in witchcraft. <laughs> uh, because the dunking... They, oh, gosh. There's, oh, my gosh. There's so much in here. And also, this film was so frantically put together with, like, different styles of... of Camera angles yeah, there and was cinematography. Not, there was not a Dutch different. angle or a fisheye lens that this movie didn't use. Yeah, it was like, 
we're going to use every technique for the way we hold the camera and shoot things and then put them all together. No consistency in music. Yeah, oh, like, God, the music the, the was genres all over the place. So, <laughs> so and like much back, stuff. Back to back, like these hard changes from like this sort of pseudo gospel to like this techno to back to the gospel, like without even a break or a scene change. This movie had a lot going on. So much. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know Um. Okay. Well, I mean, a lot of people probably aren't going to see this film. So, just a quick description. It's, it's on Hulu exclusively. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. It is set in the present day. It's a um. Your normal everyday suburban, suburban upper middle nuclear class. family. Yeah, um, it's it's a blended family. <laughs> so the father and daughter, and then there's a now a stepmother and um, a new half brother. A new half brother, um, and the daughter is biracial, mm-hmm. which is incredibly important, I think, to the story mm-hmm. of um, Thanksgiving <laughs> that they're. <laughs> Uh, gonna tell, um, or any story about Thanksgiving. Um, I'm gonna try to straighten out my thoughts. I mean, I'm just, I'm also on like my fifth cup of coffee. I'm there's just so much. Okay, so blended nuclear family, and they the mom hires a group or some some lead actors for for Thanksgiving to come in and cook the original meal and you know pretend that they're back in 1621 yeah, and home harvest festival as it was called yeah um and the mom is a very much in like a desperate housewives kind of space hyper white womanhood trying very, to be perfect image and how um, she looks and yeah on everything yeah correctly. and um and the father is you know He's watching distracted. the international markets on his tablet. Yeah, yeah. He's watching stock markets, um, always in his work, not paying attention to his family. Yeah. Uh, the teenage daughter is a teenager, mm-hmm. unhappy with, I mean, um, certainly there are problems in this family. Yeah. Um, but, and she seems to have a great relationship with her brother, mm-hmm. who's a um, young, young like, eight or nine yeah and, and played by an actor of that age which yeah, is rare yeah um so he was a nice he was a nice little kid mm-hmm. um yeah and then the pilgrims come on over early and just set themselves up and um the mom trying to be so perfect is like oh of, of, course. of course this happened of well we will accommodate yeah. this thing that is inconvenient and was not planned for and um arranged mm-hmm. and um the pilgrims are there to make them the grateful, grateful for what they have. And it's a horror film, so... Bad things happen. Bad <laughs> things happen. Yeah, basically everything you expect to happen will happen. And then some. Yeah, and it's in that horror film where Kevin and I were laughing quite a few times. Oh, yeah, we, we found it very funny. And I think that that's intentional. Like, it's kind of like the goofy yes. horror. It's kind of, it, it, there is a lot, there's a status that 
they are laughing at themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they are it's presenting it. It's just a little it. bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. Just there's a little, little bit, bit of tongue in cheek in it. Um, yeah. Horror film in the gory sense. Not scary. No, no, not scary. Although by the end, I'm just feeling like uncomfortable and creeped out. <laughs> That's fair. And like kind of icky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I will say, like, it definitely um, talking about the, the camera angles and the musical cues and the fisheye lenses drove me crazy. Um, but like, just how quickly the movie was saying things were wrong, like in the way that it was filmed. Yeah. Like every single thing was this dramatic angle and Dutch, like, Oh, there's something mysterious. Uh Oh no, she dropped a coffee pot. What is that for 10? And the answer was nothing. Like most of the time it was nothing. Now to be fair, Cody, the the daughter um, was right to to be creeped out the whole time. She was like, these folks are creepy. And she was hundred percent right. Yeah. And, like, we, the audience, knew that because we were watching it. So it was yeah. just nice to go, like, yes, you're right. But there's a difference between, like, the daughter saying they were creepy, Cody saying they were creepy, us, the audience, knowing they're creepy, and the movie also being very aware of the fact that they were creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, it almost overplayed their hand too quickly. Like, there was never a moment where things weren't creepy, even when they're just at home having dinner together. Mm-hmm. You can hear our cat rubbing her face on the microphone. Mm-hmm. That's what you're hearing. That's that's what's going on there. That's what you're hearing. Thanks, bud. Um, yeah, I wrote lots of notes. I, I jotted some things down. I, I'm sure I I will be thinking about this for a while. Yeah. And we'll have, I have some more thoughts. I, I have a question. This is my dramaturgical brain more than anything else. Was the wishbone inherently magical? Um, like was this I, was there a supernatural uh, something that happened here? So the the film sets you up to think they but Tate and Cody the two kids broke uh-huh. wishbone before this thing happened. And we explicitly and, hear Cody's voiceover like I wish this whole thing backfires and goes wrong. Yeah, um, I don't think that the wishbone was magical. I think that the pilgrims were magical. Okay, um, and by being magic, they knew that that had happened. And, and using it. Um, Okay. And and that's that's what she had wished for. That's cool. what I, I mean, what kind of backstory would you need to get into? Is they bought a magic chicken, um, <laughs> that they were having for dinner, not for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, there was literally but like the week like, before in the credits, we see a bowl of wishbones, yeah, like broken wishbones, at the, very briefly in the in the end credits, which was like, hmm, um, I it, like it's a haunted chicken farm I, or chickens from this particular that's farm. That's the only thing get I can hope for. Haunted by pilgrims <laughs> that show up yeah. that you invited. Yeah. You bought them. You bought, you bought the pilgrims. reenactment. I gotta wonder how much did this cost? Yeah. I I was thinking a pretty penny. Yeah. There uh but a lot of a lot of dollars. I know I um I read that the pilgrims were magical. Okay, the, that's fair. The wishbone was not. Yeah, I can I can buy that. Um, but I don't know. Maybe for the pilgrims too, uh, we do go to the magical chicken farm um, that is haunted by the pilgrim spirits, mm. 
and ch- any chicken it's that you get exploring. there. Um, and now, if they're like wish granters, mm-hmm. if you wish for something positive, maybe they come and give you something. No, nah, I mean, good. you're just gonna have a a you know <laughs> negative genie experience. No matter what you wish for, it's gonna get twisted against yeah. you. Yeah, and like because really she could have wished blood. for something you know amazing. Like, I man, I really wish I could bond with my family and everyone would love each other more. You would have the exact same result. Like, yeah, because they're bonded now in in a very. <laughs> Traumatic, uh, uh, the, horrible. I, I wrote this quote down when the when they Cody rescues her mom and dad from the stocks, and they kill a guy. And it was it was very kind of cheesy and dramatic. Like they all pick up a, a weapon simultaneously. Um, it's fifteen different like camera styles yeah, happening yeah. when through that. But scene. the dad going, "Did we just murder as a family?" Like yeah, was... and, and I saw that happening as this was described at the dinner table. Oh, though they're coming over, and all yeah. the reviews said they came together as a family. And I was yeah. like, "Oh yeah, oh that okay." That, <laughs> that's like survivors them. coming together after uh, a terrible uh, trauma. Uh, after a terrible trauma, um, not not what you want. No. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, you know who didn't come together as a family? Uh, the ones who died. The, well, the ones who died, and like the neighbors, like their friends. Yeah. The 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 other mom. Yeah, the and mom son, and son. Yeah, and they're they just dead. got murdered. They just got no, murdered. There's no gratefulness Mm-mm. opportunity there. Nope. You're saying it was uh, it's a split gift, you know. <sighs> the other family should have gotten some gratefulness too, I think. Okay, <laughs> so Thanksgiving is a national holiday. Mm-hmm. Brings together home, nation, and family. Yeah. That is the triad and the purpose of the holiday. Uh Uh-huh. And I would argue, I have argued before, (laughs) that Thanksgiving is also a holiday about assimilation and genocide. Yes. That is... Yeah. Um, And I thought that this film got really to the assimilation and genocide (laughs) in a way uh, my... I mean... I've kind of been craving a Thanksgiving horror film just to see what would happen. And Uh I am glad it is leaving Native Americans out. I feel like that could go in several bad directions. Mm -hmm. As in actually depicting depicting violence against Native Americans. And and kind of just um, re-traumatizing that element. Living living in that, that trauma. Or it would go in the direction of Native American spirits. Yeah. Which is a common horror trope. Yeah, yeah, which is it's not good. Um, mm-hmm. that, is, that is a another way of othering Native mm-hmm. Americans, and I'm sure that there are other ways yes. that could be. You can get Native American writers and directors mm-hmm. and and like and something cool and insightful. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you, sad, can, you can absolutely like make it's gonna a film happen. that deals with this difficult topic in these ways. I mean. Look at the oeuvre of Jordan Peele for an example of, like, when the right people are doing something with this, they can do some amazing things. But yeah. Um, knowing Bloomhouse, I, I didn't trust them with that kind of... No, I didn't trust them um, at all. So, so I, I, good for them for, like, leaving that. What ended up happening, though, is um, these pilgrims uh, come steal the house basically <laughs> they show up 
They take they over. Camp, they take over. They camp they out in these houses. <laughs> they build their own stuff. They're kind of pushing the families out, uh-huh. um, which is, you know, like accurate yeah. historically. <laughs> We're going to talk about um, the ways of pilgrims in the future Puritans that came over. Yes. What, what they did to mm-hmm. um, Native Americans. Yes. So it dealt with it kind of in that way. Yeah, in a metaphorical. In a metaphorical way. Um, yeah. Now it buckles on their hats, so you know it was accurate. Right. Buckles are not historically accurate <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, they had to have them in this film because they're not making them. <laughs> These were clearly not. These are based on how we imagine (laughs) the pilgrims. Which which I knew going into it, like that was not going to be real. It was extra funny to me when it's sort of presented as like, we're we're bringing in some reenactors. They're going to show us what it was really like. And at no point do they historically reenact anything from that period as it was done. Uh, You laughed out loud when the kid talked about. Learning to live off of corn oh, and turkey corn, and turkey cranberry and sauce. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because that's not... None of that is accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they would have had corn by then. They certainly didn't have popcorn. Popcorn is used a lot in Thanksgiving pageants as mm-hmm. something um, that the kids can make and use. Because everyone knows popcorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't have the type of corn to make that. But they did yeah. have corn. They probably didn't really eat a lot of turkey. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I read a whole book on the history of the turkey mm-hmm. and how it travels kind of from Mesoamerica and North America. Eventually it gets over to Europe, but um, yeah, they, they were going to eat venison. Yeah. That was going to be more of the meat. Yeah. So, yeah, so the moments of, of historical accuracy like the dunking chair were certainly refreshing in that, like, oh, that actually is something semi relevant. Not that the Puritans were doing lots of witch hunting. That's, that's, I think, again, the pure, the, the pilgrims, yeah. excuse me. The pilgrims weren't doing a lot of witch hunting. The pilgrims are nobody. I mean, there was like, <laughs> there was about 40 of them that came over on the Mayflower, uh-huh. and then half of them survived. There were more people on the Mayflower, mm-hmm. but they were mercenaries. They were other kinds of settlers, um, not pilgrim Were there proppers. any slaves on, the, on there? No. I, I don't know. My, I, I, yeah. Funnest fact yeah. in my morbid fascination <laughs> with this. Uh-huh. No, uh, I don't think there were any uh, human cargo on the Mayflower, but it did turn around after dropping them off and become a slave ship. Okay. So the true so, American story. <laughs> yeah. That is our story. Okay, yeah. That is our nation's founding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you had told me that fact before. I think I, I had conflated. And I, that's I tell I everybody that, that fact. I mean, it's a great w- fact. When it <laughs> needs to be in every Thanksgiving pageant. You get any scholars started on their work, <laughs> they will keep going. Yeah, I don't think that came up in the Thanksgiving Charlie Brown special. No. No, we don't teach the children that. Um, yes. Oh, and also clarification. You hear me talking about the pilgrims and the Puritans. The pilgrims are Puritans. Yes. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, the pilgrims are Puritans. Not all of the Puritans, though. There were lots of Puritans. Yes. Yeah. The Puritans covered a lot of Protestant yeah. um, sects, kind of centered in Calvinist doctrine, but mm-hmm. there were Presbyterians and Baptists and Congregationalists. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a big population of which the Pilgrims are perhaps our most visible, like, subset. Yeah. 
Because I mean, with Salem. Well, yeah, but you walk into Walmart or Target right now, you're gonna see pilgrims uh-huh. <laughs> in one form or another. Uh, yeah. So they got the. I liked the 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 taking over. Um, assimilation. Yeah. Uh, they are the pilgrims were really trying to force this family into very particular roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that. They really treated these pilgrims more like Puritans and like that hard doctrinal, mm-hmm. uh, religious, the, the way that we um, we tend to think of the Puritans as killjoys. Yes. As a nation. As that's a kind that's of an the our belief. Imaginary. Which is why we have that book, Puritans at Play. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> they weren't really as hard. I mean, they were they were happy people. Yeah. Yeah. You read John Edwards, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, which is actually slightly later than the Puritans. Yeah, well, property, so, is, but, so is Hawthorne. Like, all of those um, depictions were... Yeah, that's not... That's, that's like, taking... Uh, who's one of our horrible, like, uh, like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and his his are the only words that survive a thousand years into yeah, the future. Oh and, and how does that paint future historians... <laughs> Look on the uh, early twenty first century, yeah. so oh. um, they're just people. Yeah. In the Pilgrims, we get historicized as usually for kids. Yes, they're the fun. Everybody's come together. Mm-hmm. We're a nation of immigrants, and we read this peaceful feast. And we had a big feast and a party, and everybody was happy. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's all mythology. <laughs> it's all mythology. It's all mythology. Um, but twisted in some real fascinating ways in this thing. Uh-huh. 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 Um, I love when, like, given that these are somewhat magical pilgrims, which I am happy to to accept. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a useful reading of this where, like, this is an actual group of people who go around doing that. Like, I think that's not interesting to me. Um, there's there's sort of a hint of it. We get a flash of a headline, like, family still missing um, early in the opening credits. Um, I think that's not as interesting to me if they really are, like, reenactors pretending who go on these murder sprees. Like, that's a boring story to me. Mm-hmm. Um, than rather than being sort of this sinister force of supernature, nature, supernature. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, looking at my notes to see if I can remember what I was talking about. No. But they were supernatural, and that was cool. And, oh, yeah, no, I love, that's what it was, the moment I was thinking of. Uh, when Cody goes into her dad's office and there's and he's like smoking a pipe, which is a little weird to begin with, and then the camera like whip pans over to like four other old pilgrims just sitting there smoking pipes with him, like like this is just a normal thing that occurs. <laughs> and there's there's sort of the implication that like oh maybe they're being drugged because obviously uh, Catherine the neighbor mom was was drugged and then murdered, so like I don't know why they drugged her first. Um, but there's sort of this indication, like, oh, they're they're messing with their food. They're they're taking over. Um, that the dad was just fine with all of these people coming into his house and having a 
smoking a bowl with him. Yeah, but I think that's the the model of like uh, the American dad that they were. Yeah, the, the stereotype. Yeah, of the American dad yeah. who's like. Uh, like not paying attention to what's happening with the family, and is just like <laughs> whatever. Yeah, cool. yeah. yeah. He, um, was, he was the most thinly sketched of any of the characters. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that my favorite line was when Patience came in, and she's like, "I relax by reading Bible <laughs> verses and darning my family socks." <laughs> And that was so perfect. It's <laughs> a good line. <laughs> this is a holiday about domesticity <laughs> and gender roles. And as the evil spirits representing these things, I think they did a great job. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and talking about the joy of the women making this meal for everyone. Mm-hmm. That was a joyful occasion. Um, oh, so <laughs> There's a lot going on. So much. Um, yeah, they're all in black. We are in strict, like, Puritan uh, stereotype yeah. symbology Yeah. right now. Uh, Puritans would only wear black on special occasions if you're wealthy. I black mean, this is seems, a very expensive This seems dye. like quite the special occasion, Amy. It's yeah. The first Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... So, uh, yeah. I, I think that Patience was my favorite pilgrim. Patience was pretty great. Uh, she was... I mean, they were all intense, the pilgrims. Were yes. Very intense. Although, did any of them... I mean, have real speaking roles other than... It was Ethan and Patience, and then, like, everyone else was just sort of a mob. Yeah. Um, the builder had a couple lines, and I think he was the first one murdered, but... Yeah. Uh, Patience was pretty great, though. You just this really nice performance. Yeah, um, churning the churning butter or yeah. something. Blood. Butter. I have I have I have questions about that moment. Blood butter. Like okay, this is clearly bad. Like there's the way that she's churning butter seems evil before we even understand what's going on. Yes, it's so methodical and just like bump. Yeah, bump. Yeah, it's not like angry. the natural rhythm of butter turning. Yeah. But then I was like, oh no, the, the butter churn is full of blood. Her hands are covered in blood. So this is clearly bad. But like, is, but where did the blood come from? <laughs> oh, but we know where it came from. Well, the mom? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, mean, I, know, I, 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 I understand that in a literal sense, but like... Did she go to the trouble of, like, draining the mom of some blood and then putting it into yeah, the butter Yeah, that's churn? not clear. It doesn't um, need to be, but it goes, oh. I, I do feel, but they, I mean, they, they did seem to be cannibalistic yes. by the end. So that's it wouldn't true. surprise me if they were, you know, uh, turning, valid. like, an organ or okay. something. Yeah, that makes or sense. Some, some blood. Um, yeah, they were, they were cannibals. Yeah. Um. Which, I mean, there's so much symbology in, like, the turkey and the carving of the turkey <laughs> and the the gorging on mm-hmm. it. Um, they just dialed that up to 11. <laughs> they just dialed it up to 11 to um, cannibal. You excited about having, having some turkey this week? Um... Probably. By tomorrow, I'll, I'll, I'll be, be excited, excited about, about turkey. it again. <laughs> um... Yeah. 
put put a little bit off <laughs> for the moment. Uh, yeah, a little, a little yeah. scared. Um, the 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 story of the crow and the bird was a weird moment. <laughs> I think I wasn't even paying much attention at that point, but. It didn't, it wasn't a story that meant anything. Well, it didn't really mean, like, it didn't have any, it's set up to have, like, some resonance somewhere, but it doesn't. Ethan opens up his bag and he's got, like, a thing full of unlabeled saltwater taffies. Yeah, that is definitely not period. I know! And I'm like, dude, you're really breaking character giving this kid pre-wrapped candies. I'm sorry, like, I know it looks like fair candy, and it's like, oh, it's not labeled, so it's like doesn't look mass-produced, but, like, no. You're, you're out of line here. You broke character. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I, I would not call this a good movie. No. It's maybe <laughs> mediocre. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the, honestly, like, had they just, like, dialed down the camera work? a hundred percent it would have been a much better film (laughs) i think they were trying too hard (laughs) to i don't know if it'd be good to do or be something yeah then um but every time we're at a new angle and we're moving the camera around and trying a whole bunch of different things all at once none of which work no yeah the filmmaking was trying to hide that it wasn't a very well-made film i think is what is what was going on there yes yeah um i was reminded briefly of i don't think you've ever seen kevin smith's film red state no um red state's a fascinating film for a lot of reasons um and it's arguably smith's most ambitious script but it's mostly shot like a Kevin Smith film, which means lots of locked off camera shots. Um, you know, the, it does have a couple action sequences, but like it, the the filmmaking is not what is exciting about it as a film. But I was reminded of like, man, if Kevin Smith thought he was a good filmmaker, this is what this would look like. Mm. That's a little bit of a backhanded dig at Kevin Smith. I think he makes exactly what he wants to make and knows what he's doing with all of those. I really enjoyed most of his movies. But, like, if this was somebody who, like, thinks they know how to make a movie but doesn't. Or it was intentional. Or it was I mean, intentional. just wanted this to scatter your attention I mean, everywhere. It, it made me a little sick to watch sometimes. Uh... Speaking of, there's a lot of vomit in this movie. That was yeah. unexpected. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't have anything to say about that, but it was it was there. Oh, I'm thinking of the daughter as biracial. He oh, yeah. One of those, I mean, there's the obvious one in that then you don't have an all-white cast. Mm-hmm. Because this is such a white holiday. Like, it's a holiday that was invented to assimilate whiteness. Mm-hmm. In for for immigrants, yes. Um, so, but having one person of color isn't going to really help. Help. So it's <laughs> it's not like an amazing choice. Yeah. Um, but I, I did um, notice. That's yeah. No, that was it. Was an interesting choice, and it was. I was almost trying to say something with it. 
Almost. I also thought there's a trope now of, uh, like, black characters in horror films pointing out the horror. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know that's become, like, a bit of a meme. To yeah, a things. little bit, yeah. But I'm thinking of, like, um, specifically Lil Ray. Yes, Lil, Lil, Ray Rel- How- Lil Rel Howard's Howard. character in um, Get, Get Out. Out. And also Bird Box. Yes. He was he was like, "Whoa, guys. <laughs> what are we doing?" Yeah. Um so and and she was in that realm of character who's yes. like, "I can see that all of this is wrong." Mhm. This is making me uncomfortable. Yeah. And as the closest thing to a protagonist, that's a little bit unusual for a horror film. Yeah. You know, sort of the typical thing with these is like they the, the main characters don't know what's going on or confused or or something else is happening. Um, looking back to like the invitation where like that confusion or uncertainty was literally the the thrust of the movie mm-hmm. whereas this character was like minute one this is wrong yeah and bad yeah um I'm trying to think. like well i guess like other oh, films that come to mind uh, yeah go ahead oh it's also the of assimilation yeah. um just uh that when we we kind of see her like from the back as a young girl, yes. Um, when her parents like, are the opening splitting. shot of the movie, yeah. basically you see um, her like her boots, and we pan up, walks out, and then we see the shot of her as um, as a teenager, mm-hmm. and her hair straightened too. Yes, and so that was also making me think of assimilation. Yeah, moving from natural hair to to straightened hair. hair, and now with like a white stepmother. Mm-hmm. Um, that was making me. I also really appreciate the moment. And this is this is about being a woman, or really anybody. Actually, this is about being anybody. Mm-hmm. Where the uh, pilgrim Ethan reaches out to kiss Cody's hand, she's like, "No, <laughs> no, thank you, not having any of that." And her mom is like, her stepmom is like, "No, you need to be polite. Don't mm-hmm. be rude." And yeah. I was like, "No, <laughs> she does not consent." <laughs> Do not she consent. does not consent. That was she made that explicit. Respect it. Yeah, this is not about being polite or rude. She's not it's with a strange man kissing her hand. Touching. Yeah, so I, I did. A, I appreciated that moment. Yeah, I really liked her joke about. Um, I was like, can I go back over to Rebecca's house for dinner tomorrow? They're hosting a Nazi. Yeah. Because she, she was unequivocal about her dislike of pilgrims from the very beginning. Yeah, she was she's also kind beginning. of like a woke character. Um, yeah. She's calling Thanksgiving a white whitewashing Native American genocide. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, or she used the term First Peoples later on. Yeah, First Peoples. When he was, he was or First Nations, I think I wrote it down. One of those. First Nations, I find, I hear more often in, like, Canada, in yes, Canadian texts. Yes, I also hear that more. Um, whereas we tend to use Native American in the U.S. I don't know uh, if one is better or not. It's about what those people prefer to be called. So I defer to them yeah. and know that I'll probably get it wrong sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's refreshing to see our protagonist who is, like, Saw the danger coming, <laughs> tried to warn everyone. And then, uh, like, when she becomes aware of the, the badness of discovering her dead boyfriend and then coming back and rescuing her parents, like, 
she is very in charge of the situation from then forward. Like, she's not always in the power position, but she is always, like, she rescues her parents. She's like, we gotta go get Tate. We gotta get out of here. Like, no, not no fear, but no loss of power in that sort of sense. Mm -hmm. And then even with the the Jerusalem berries, or cherries, I don't remember, um, like... I knew exactly what was happening in that moment. Like, you make the juice also sit in front of this bowl of berries. Can we talk about not picking poisonous berries and edible berries together yeah. in the Put same, them in the same basket? Let's not do that. Let's not pick them. Let's just not, That's like... just a bad... You say, hey, these are the bad berries. Don't take them home. Yeah. All of which was set up very dramatically of like, no, don't eat the ones with the green stems. Those will kill you. And we're just going to leave them in the basket with everything else to be dealt with later. But from a protagonist standpoint of like her like being aware of that and taking control and doing something about that uh, was very refreshing. Yeah, being empowered. I mean, so many of horror films are, are about victimizing women, mm-hmm. um, whether they end up surviving or, or not. So, yeah. I mean... They're all survivors now. Well, I mean, that's where the, the whole trope of the final girl comes from. Yeah. Is they, they often survived, but it was it was not necessarily in the same way. Again, looking towards Jennifer's body that we watched very recently that, that played with a lot of those sorts of things. Or, you know, in contrast to something like Halloween with um, Jamie Lee Curtis... Where, you know, her her character in the first movie was very much like Final Girl almost by accident or sort of like, you know, finally being able to escape in comparison to the most recent Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis where they literally kind of rewrote the character to be much more in control and taking charge and being powerful and owning the control early on rather than having it thrust upon her and sort of ending up with it at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Which kind of tracks how horror movies have changed yeah. over the last 40 years between Halloween and Halloween. <laughs> well, I don't know if I recommend this movie. If you want to watch exactly what this movie is, it's going to be great. It, it is exactly what we kind of thought. Yeah. Um, I'm glad it wasn't like just awful. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's one of my fears. Yeah, I, I was worried it would be ex- like incredibly gory. It's gory. Yeah. Like there's lots of blood. It's it's in that zone though where it's almost silly amounts of gore. Yes, which is difficult to accomplish. Yeah, like you look at like Saw and Hostel, they go way too much, and it's just gross. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's disgusting, and you feel horror not because of like what if this happened to me, because like it's just gross. Um, or like your traditional slasher films like Friday the 13th and Halloween that are very minimal in terms of gore, but are scary nonetheless. Mm-hmm. It was in that sweet spot of like just a little bit silly. Mm-hmm. Like when everybody starts vomiting, it's just a little bit over the top that kind of reduces the actual like squick factor of it. But yeah, no, I don't know if I'd recommend this movie. <laughs> it was a fascinating thing to watch. I'm glad it exists. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Just so much. So much. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else so, I wanted to write? 
The only example I can think of of the violence of the pilgrims. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Of of colonialism of <sighs> Yeah. I do think of one other thing I wanted to mention. This goes into the like they think they know how to make a film, but they don't quite. Um there were a couple times where there were like scenes shot happening simultaneously as mm-hmm. if it was supposed to provide some sort of thematic reson- resonance. Yeah, it was like let's but just, it was just split the two, screen. It was just two things happening at the same time. Yeah. Like um Cody and her boyfriend and the two parents like having conversations at the same time. And we're cutting back and forth, and like these don't resonate at all, but they're both conversations between couples, or like Cody walking through the house looking for not Cody, Cody walking through the house looking for her brother, and her boyfriend walking through the house looking for his mom. Mm-hmm. And there's like, yes, those are things that happen, but like, like they're shot in a way as to make them like feel resonant when there is no resonance there. No, I was shot. It felt shot like a lot of times with the thought, "This is a really way to smart way to to film." Yeah, this this is clever. This is clever, <laughs> and it didn't read. It, no. it read as trying too hard. Yeah. Um, um, so I will point out that the, the uh, director of this movie has only ever directed really like three other films, all horror films: The Collector and The Collection, which I remember vaguely coming out in the mid two thousands. But what's interesting to me is he was also the writer. And he wrote this as well, along with a couple of people. He was the writer of Feast, which was the movie featured in the third season of Project Greenlight, mm. um, which might be my favorite season of Project Greenlight. I think season four that came out like ten years later was a little bit better, but I think three was my favorite because it was about making a horror movie. And it was a disaster. The, the end result was also a disaster. The production was a disaster. The Project Greenlight was fun to watch. But he since went on to write... Um, Many other horror films like Saw 5 and Saw 4 and Feast 2 and 3 and Saw 6. <laughs> um, so these were all definitely like in the vein of his work previously. This is like BCD level yeah. horror. Um, the, the original Feast was written as a horror comedy. Um, was not filmed as one. And so it doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was real. It was real interesting. Um, to see, like, just now, that, like, oh, that's that's the history that we're working with. Which, having seen a few of those films, I was like, yep, I get it. <laughs> I, this is what I would expect from that mm-hmm. consistent caliber of work. Yeah, I don't know. If you got Hulu and an hour and a half, you can watch it. And you're just it. like, what, what would happen? What would happen? If the pilgrims if were in a horror pilgrim movie? Spirits what came? would happen? <laughs> And that, my friend, is enough of a question <laughs> to watch this film. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about violence of colonialism, violence of whiteness, mm-hmm. violence of assimilation. <laughs> um, yeah. They're in there. Yeah. <laughs> and the most empowered character is a person of color. Mm-hmm. And I... I, I yeah. You appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Um, I don't always see that. But, and really but, the only person of color in the film, other than her boyfriend. Right. Who's also biracial. He's also biracial and not, they don't. That's not made. Any, they don't acknowledge it almost. Yeah. Like the film doesn't acknowledge it. Or no, I, it. I don't think this film was doing anything intentionally smart. I, I think. <laughs> 
I think there is a reading there. Yes. Um, of an analysis that that could be smart. That there um, are some smart connections. Yeah. Doesn't have to be intentional for it to be there. <laughs> but I don't think uh, they were intentional uh, or like researched. Um, yes. I mean, I just thought of another. Like again, seems like it's a really important shot, shot very importantly, but doesn't have any meaning. Was when the two pilgrims, Ethan and uh, Patience, Patience, step over the oh yeah threshold yeah. simultaneously, putting their right foot forward or left foot forward, but one foot forward in sync with buckles. Yeah, with on buckles their shoes. on their shoes, and they step, and it's like big and dramatic and in slow motion, and means nothing. No, it felt it felt like the moment of inviting the vampire into your house. Yeah, but they're not vampires. It's not established that they're magical either. So no. there was no but. <laughs> But it was presented as like that's that's where the, the film was like I like trying to be clever, like thinking it was clever, but not. <laughs> well, here's another, okay, another thing that that what actually I think may have worked clever yeah, yeah. in my reading of Thanksgiving as a horror story mm-hmm. um, is the the old footage at the beginning. They kind of do a montage yes. of like old cartoons yes. of the of Mayflower. The, the myths of the pilgrims. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the old shots of, of like, white families mm-hmm. making Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and then, like, distorting it, freezing it and distorting the faces a little mm-hmm. bit so they start looking creepy, yeah. horror-like. Yeah. Um, which gets to the question, what if Thanksgiving... But horror. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure they were thinking deeper, deeper yeah. than that. It's like, like, what if we took this thing and made it creepy? Uh-huh. <laughs> not acknowledging that maybe there was some some harm there to begin with. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I I can't think that they were uh, making the level of an analysis that I I think I could make. Yeah, <laughs> on its connection to the, the it's okay. Of the author's dead. It doesn't matter. We can read it however we want. Um. But I, I watched their credits. They didn't have any researchers. No. They should. Credit your researchers. Or, credit your that, or that the horror of Thanksgiving is being with your family. Um, yeah. Which a lot of movies have done that. Not as horror films, but more as like family dramas. Yeah. So I mean, I think, I think there's been horror films in that genre. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah. But yeah being, like, with, being with your family, your family that is, is horror. horror. But that, yeah. that wasn't the source of horror here. It's definitely yeah. an external force. Mm-hmm. Like the family was mildly unhappy at most. Yeah. But. Well, they they were mildly unhappy with the you know limited roles you can have in late stage capitalist yeah. nuclear <laughs> families. Um, they weren't happy about that. Yeah. Uh, but now they're grateful. I guess. Uh, I hope. Yeah. No. Uh, the, <laughs> I hope they get their money back, but they're not going to get their. That's like the least of their. Yeah concerns i'm just acknowledging that like the film ends when it ends nothing happens afterwards i'm not thinking about like later consequences no it's over this was a parable (laughs) sure yeah like the bird and the crow which is a type of bird (laughs) it is i just 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 ever tell you the story about the the crow and the bird you mean the bird and the other bird (laughs) Maybe they were the same bird. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Have some candy, kid. Uh, don't, uh, 
That's a good choice. Yeah, based I, on a on a nearly true story <laughs> or almost true story. Yeah, I was or, reading some review in the Austin Chronicle where it was supposed to be like the the writer hot in, out of an experience a co-scripter Noah Feinberg endured as a child, which means can, there were some pilgrims somewhere that can mean anything. Did I, I? I think I've told you before. I don't know if I've ever on the podcast, but one of my favorite. I've had a long, complicated history based on a true story, as you as you know, Amy. Yeah, it annoys him. Not anymore. I'm, I've moved oh, on. Okay. I've moved oh, okay. Oh, you're not. Okay. Because you you pointed out that I loved it in Fargo, which was not true at all, and so you I was like, you're right. Um, that that feels like early Amy and Kevin yeah, days. Yeah, that was early Amy and Kevin days. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite, based on actual events, is the movie The Strangers, another horror movie about a home invasion. Um. And it came out in an interview that the true events that the movie was based on was when the director, writer, creator was a child, a stranger knocked on his door one day and asked for someone who didn't live there and then left. (laughs) So it can mean anything. We did see at the very end a picture of Two boys, like an older, like 80s mm-hmm. era picture of two boys standing next to someone in a pilgrim costume with his, like, face covered. Yeah. I wasn't trying to read that. By that point, I was so overwhelmed by <laughs> so much. <laughs> I, the way I read that was, you was it was written to be, like, this is the true story of, like... A guy, you know, who came over. Oh, and maybe that to be was the, the yeah. writer's yeah, actual photo. That was, that was oh, my, okay. That's how I read that. Okay. Um, whether or not it was, eh, I don't care. <laughs> but that is how I read that. Was that was the base? The true events were this photo of some people who hired a guy to dress up as a pilgrim once. <laughs> okay. Like that's as deep as I went into it, but yeah. Based on nearly true events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? That was a lot. That, that was a lot. That was a long one. We had been going shorter. Yeah. Um, I think the, the weirder the movie is, the longer we can talk about it. Yeah. Like, good movies were like, yeah, that was real good. Here's why. Bye. Yeah. In and um, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's. Based on a mostly true story, I wrote it down. Yeah. Um, yeah, that can mean anything. Yeah. Um, I I I think I think that's that's all you got. <laughs> More will be percolating. Oh yeah, it's gonna stick in your craw like a piece of jerky. Um. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if anybody else will be as fascinated by it as I am. Um. But. I, I don't necessarily need to see it again. No. <laughs> Not anytime soon. <laughs> but it makes me think. <laughs> what will the book look like? Hmm. Will this be in the book? This will be in the book. <laughs> it might be a footnote, but it'll be, there. it'll be in the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Are we good? Yeah. Say goodnight, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> goodnight, Amy. <laughs>